You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's Friday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio at the bottom of the hour of the NHL on Sportsnet. The gift wizard himself, Anthony Stewart, will join us. Um, Derek Wills is the play-by-play voice of your Calgary Flames right here on Sportsnet 960. He'll join us at 9, nine o'clock. 8 o'clock. We'll ask him what his uh, plans are for this nine-day vacay for the Flames. And then uh, Everett Fitzhugh, Kraken Radio play-by-play voice, will join us at 8.30. Everett Fitzhugh is a great name. Sounds very refined. He's a good play-by-play guy, too. I really like the style of his call. Like, you can go across the entire NHL, and there's some very different styles. Like, we played the Flyers, or pardon me, the Red Wings uh, voice moments prior, and that's completely different than what you get when you listen to Everett call a game. Willsy? Yep. Different? Everyone's got their style, and I like Everett. Uh, we'll talk to him at 8.30 about that Seattle crack and Calgary Flames game, which goes tonight right here on Sportsnet 960. Puck drop just after 8. The telethon with Pat Steinberg gets going at 4 p.m. with Flames Talk. All right. Um, I don't know about our listeners, but uh, June 25th is just around the corner, sort of. <laughs> and uh, that's the day Nickelback will be playing down at the Saddle Dome. And we are giving your chance right now, your chance to win Nickelback tickets 960-960 on the text line, 403-240-4444 on the phone line, 403-240-4444 on the phone line. To this question today, Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than blank means to me. 960-960, name and location, our Sportsnet 960, the fan, text reading robot, Texty McTexterson is here to read some of your texts and... Uh, do we get GVP to maybe pick the best one today? Oh, oh, okay. What do you think? Do you like that GVP? I like that, yeah. Because you're in today. You're pinch hitting. Uh-huh. Alex is bumped up to Patrick's spot. Patrick is doing uh, Sportsnet today. It's like a domino effect on this show. So uh, Alex is in the bigger seat. You're in Alex's seat. I think we'll get you to pick the best text message. Um, taking phone calls to 403-240-4444-240. 44-44. What, is, what is Chris Tanev? Means more to the Flames than what to you, Matt Rose? Uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was going to say uh, my little pup. My little dog, really? Zig. I think Chris Tanev means a ton. And, uh, hey, listen, if anything was to ever happen to little Zig, I'd have to do what Ethan Bear did and take a couple of days off. That's for sure. Um, there's some good ones here. Um, right away, one just popped in. Um, is, is it the Mexico one? No, it's the one where I'm on vacation. Mm. Oh, there's been a couple, yeah. couple, yeah, I love couple it. of doozies. I yeah, love it. Yeah. I think it's great. I like when they get the show, like when they yeah. get the fabric of it. Like it's they pretend like I'm just off for weeks at a time. Well, y- yeah, they pretend. Well, I'm on every Sunday too. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Like that. Uh-huh. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Doing that. Yeah. Down um, to two games. Alex, are you ready for some texty McTexterson? Oh, I've I've rounded up some good ones, I think. All right. Are, are, are you ready for the first one here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, fire it up. Jeremy in Calgary. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than the magazines mean to Darren. Okay, you're listening to the show. I appreciate that. 
a, you're a trying cut, to score brownie points. Cut from the first segment. Listen, if there's one thing Matt and I are suckers for, is you can you can definitely try to butter oh, us up a little bit. If you pander, yeah, you are in a great spot. There's no question. We 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 lean towards those types of things. I like things as that long make as you me don't smile. Use your, yeah, as long as you don't use your children in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, doesn't move the needle. That doesn't fly with us. No. But if you want to, you know, show us that you're listening to the show and you want to use that in a text message, mm-hmm. that's very creative. I like that. Let's get to another text there, uh, Alex from Texty. Matthew in Calgary. Chris Tanner means more to the flames than my kids mean to me. Oh, boy. There's the kids. <laughs> well, we knew that was going to come. Yeah, right? but I'm, I also feel sad for Matthew's kids. That's basically essentially what, where I'm at with my dog, yeah. Okay. Are they your biological kids, Matthew? Him? I, no. I, no, shouldn't matter. They're kids. So. They're, they're children. Kids. Come on, Matthew. It doesn't matter. No, they're not mine. Yeah. I don't have kids. Yeah, I know. Terrible. Like Matthew saying they mean more than his kids. Like I feel bad for Matthew's kids. Yeah. Hey, Dad, can you pay pay attention to me? Shut up! I'm watching the Flames game. <laughs> Dad, you forgot to pick me up from school. Ga- yeah. Well, the Habs are pl- the Flames are playing out east. The four o'clock start. <laughs> what am I supposed Five to o'clock do? start, idiot. Walk home. All right. Get to another one from Texty. Robin Lethbridge, Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than my date nights with George's ex mean to me. Oh, wow. Jeez. Hey, what was that name? Robin Lethbridge. Uh, Rob, you can feel free to date my ex. Good luck. Good luck with that one, uh, Rob. Yeah, watch yourself. Um, Have fun with that, because I wouldn't wish that on anybody. All right. Um, You ready for the phone line here, GVP? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get to a caller here. Uh, Let's get to one of our regulars looking for tickets. Oh, yeah. I think this is like the... The fourth day in a row he's called in when we open up the phone lines? I mm. think it's the same person. Uh, Jamie, good morning. How are you? Yo, Jamie. Jamie. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? How you doing? Good. Good, good. You ready to answer a question? Sure. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than blank means to me. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames and getting extra layered butter on my movie theater popcorn. Ooh. All right. Hang on the line, Jimmy. I like that. Here's the thing. You can't you can't do anything else apart from do layered butter on the popcorn. There's no other option. You have to get in the middle. Yeah. yeah. You definitely have to do that. That's that is we, a veteran move. Now, I th- worked at the movie theater. I can confirm. This yeah. is the way. To, this now, is the way. They they have that like the cheap margarine stuff too on the, the free side, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. That is toxic. Don't yeah. put that on your stuff. It's not as Don't good as the that. actual butter. Yeah, it's literally probably poison. Okay, literally probably. All right, um, Rob. Let's get to Rob on the old uh, phone line again. If you call in two four zero four zero three two four zero forty four forty four four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. Uh, you're likely to uh, you're more likely to win the uh, the prize. Hey Rob, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Talk you do? to the same Robin Lethbridge that had the the date night with your ex. Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> so you're I, trying to double down here, Rob? I really want to see this. Sad as it, a lot of people would say, yeah. I really want to. see Rob, it. what makes you yeah, think? What makes you think date night with my ex would be fun? <laughs> I I don't know, but uh-huh. I mean, how bad could it be? Yeah. How could it? How bad could it be? Okay, that's my question to you. <laughs> that's the question for Mondays. Okay. Um, are you into? Uh, well, she liked to. Uh, she liked to go to the movies. Do uh-huh. You like movies, Rob? 
I, I like movies. Uh, she liked to go to the casino occasionally, too. Oh, she really liked to do fun. that. As long as it's under control, every now and then, count yeah. me in. Uh, and she's also a selfish human being who only cares about herself. So are you prepared to do that? Well, I think we'd be a perfect match. Okay, because you're very selfish. Uh, you, that wouldn't work with her, then. You have to put her in front of everything else in your entire life, Rob. Are you willing to do that? You, you can put me on hold after, and you can you can hook me up, maybe. Okay. Um, do you have another guess instead of uh, trying to uh, talk about my ex? I do. I okay. do. Uh, more important to me to uh, the Flames than my sweet, sweet alone time with that barbershop porn. Okay. Hang on the line, Rob. Thanks. All right. Again, Rob trying to double down here. He's trying to double dip, which I don't. Which I don't mind. At least like, he listens to the show. Yeah, Rob listens to the show. He wants to bring up my ex. Like that's a deep cut from like way back. Yeah, it is. Um, and then there was a morning like a first hour reference in there too. Yeah, that's that's. I'm glad that everybody remembers that my story of talking about my ex a couple of years ago. Yeah. That well, it, it was. It went on for probably like six weeks. You know, it was like a. It was a. Were you guys that starving for content that you had to talk about me and my ex for that long? It was like once a week. Okay, every Friday, I think it was. Um, you got a texty McTexterson here. Text here, Alex. As I say, text like four times. John in Spruce Grove, Chris Tan Ev means more to the Flames than McDonald's during a hangover means to me. Mm-hmm. I do like little Don's uh, when the the sun is hurting your eyes. Those, yep. those days are rough. Though. That is pretty good. Let's get to another text. Let's do it. Ryan from Calgary. Chris Tan Ev means more to the flames than the first cup of coffee in the morning means to me. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Let's get one more here. Fire mad, yeah. Corey in Thorncliffe. Chris Tan Ev means more to the flames than my left hip cartridge means to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> left hip cartilage. Yeah. Cartridge. I, like, I think you said cartridge. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what that means. Um, it's I think it's a it's a gun reference from yesterday. Mm. See, I like people really listen to our oh, show. Like you know, we were realize, having the cartridge versus the magazine yeah, chat yesterday. People don't realize how intently like people listen to everything we actually say. I don't even remember half the show when it's over, so yeah. good for them. Yeah. Um, let's get to uh Grant on the old phone line. Grant, good morning. How are you? What are you doing, Grant? What's 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 your day like? What's your, what do you got planned for your Friday? Well, you know, I don't know. I might go to Outer Inc. and shoot some pucks. You never know. But Kristanov uh, means more to me than my Chinese food, and that's very important. And uh, you know, I gotta say this. I'm gonna say it a little bit. I got a shout out to my nephew this morning because he's working with you guys. So very important kid to me. Treat him good. Uh, who's your nephew? It's me. Uh, well, you can guess. Take a guess. Is it as an Alex? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it Alex? Is it Matt Rose? No. Are you my uncle? No. Okay, it's GBP. <laughs> so GBP. Grant, Grant, like I, I, I really want. First of all, I have to ask you about this about Chinese food. Uh, do you like the red sauce? I oh. like the red sauce. The vinegar okay. sauce? Yeah, the red oh. sauce. Put it on your chicken balls. Oh, on the dumplings? Yeah. I love it all. Okay. I love it all. Uh, Grant, I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Right on. Um, GVP, do you want me to yell at you now or later? <laughs> what? Do you want me to yell at you now or later? When you, do you want it? You can yell at me now, I guess. Well, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm just going to scold you. Okay. Here's a little thing about radio. Okay. 
Let's not get too personal with our listeners. Although I like your Uncle Grant. Seems like a stand-up guy. Loves his Chinese food. Uh-huh. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. Calling in to check on his nephew. You should, be like, you should be like, hey, Uncle Grant, please don't call me during while I'm working here. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. I want, I want, like, I can't give Grant the tickets. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, it's I, like I, he's I, affiliated somehow <laughs> in a, like a backwards way. No, I, I kind of saw where this was going, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah you should have said, hey. Going, especially when I'm the one who's going to be giving the tickets away. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know, I <laughs> yeah, knew where like, this was going. Yeah, so. it would feel like a bit of an inside job there, Grant. Yeah, I, if I you're like, know. That, that if GVP, fair. it's like, hey, GVP's like, well, I think we should give the tickets to yeah. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, like if one of my buddies called in, it's like, hey, George, hey, remember we've been best friends for 30 years? Yeah. I think you should give the tickets to me. I'd be like, done. You got the tickets. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. So, Grant, that's your one never again now. <laughs> unless GVP's not on the yeah, show. Yeah, unless Susan wants to call who Alex's mom, and I want to ask her about Dasani Water, unless she's going to be on the phone, no more personal phone calls. Because like we have guys like Jamie and Rob calling in, randoms from who listening to the radio station want to win some tickets. I like that. Although I do like your uncle uh, saying, treat him good. Uh, he's a really good kid. Oh, it, did, it did warm my heart a, a little bit. That was a fun call. It was a fun call. I don't call. think even Grant expected he's going to rack a dub on this yeah. one. Uh, let's get to Cody here. Uh, Cody, good morning. What are you doing today, Cody? Hey, good, thanks. How are you? We're good. What are you doing today? I am just walking into work. All right. Uh, Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than blank means to you, Cody. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than Buffalo Wings and beer because if I don't have those, I'm not in the game. And judging by last night, without Tanev, neither are they. All right. You get a little cranky if you're not having wings and beer? I mean, the game's not the same without a little road pop, right? All right. Thanks, Cody. Hang on the line. Road pop. I don't well, I don't condone, I don't that. condone that. No, no, no. It's okay. But pops in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, by all means. Uh, Ian. Ian, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Apparently, I don't have a, a TV and some road pops in my car. Can I, can I ask you a question, Ian? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Are you related to anybody on this show right now? Oh, man, I hope not. Okay. I really... <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, probably not good. So Although I Matt Rose's two... hair looks good today. My family says the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Can I give you two quick ones, boys? Sure. All right. Uh, Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than getting the right phone number while you're driving to work. Because I just called a pizza place that's not open until Saturday. <laughs> hey, <laughs> is it is it Atlas Pizza that has the same secret recipe since 1975? 14-time you know Consumer Choice be. Award winner. Yeah. It could be, but I don't want to get extra points for pandering okay. to the pizza place. So let me go. Uh, I, my real one is that Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than those Nickelback tickets mean to Jeremy. That kid's phoned in. How long? Get yep. tickets <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. Hold on the line, my man. It's, it's a good point. <laughs> okay. I kind of like Ian. That like I like the idea that he called in after the other caller, realized that the other yeah. caller had called in a lot because he really wants the tickets, and then he might be using yeah. that to win said tickets. Again, my ex-girlfriend's being mentioned. Can I win tickets? George's ex-girlfriend. There's been I haven't some... even mentioned her name, which is the best part of all this. Because some... I would call her George's ex-girlfriend. There's been some very good ones here. Yeah. And you know what the best part about all of this? The current girlfriend never listens to our show. Yeah, that's probably helpful. That's yeah. not a bad thing. She has no idea, no clue what's going on on this station. I don't even think she can find the show, we to be can... honest with you. <laughs> yeah, well, Adam Rose over here. Um, she... We've had a few of these. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than vacation time means to George Russick. Yeah, you know I like my time off. Who doesn't? Yeah. 
Um, how many more texts we got here, Alex? I got three loaded up. All right, let's hit rapid fire three, and then we'll let GVP make the ultimate decision. Although Grant is no longer on the line, his uncle hung up. <laughs> but thank you for calling, Grant. We appreciate the kind words to our man GVP, and you're right. He is as special as special as they come. All right, fired up. Bailey in Airdrie. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than my hubby's hockey card collection means to him. Okay. Chad in Calgary. Chris Tanev means more to the Flames than a Sadlodome twisted malt means to me. Oh, so good. Okay. Read from the crush of the rush on Deerfoot. Chris <laughs> Tanev means more to the Flames than a crushed Tums, shot of Pepto-Bismol and three ply after a hard night at a four-star all-inclusive down in playa after a tequila and burrito-filled wedding. <laughs> Doesn't fix the problem, but for sure helps. <laughs> that was pretty good. That right? was very descriptive. That oh, was very story. descriptive. Doesn't fix the problem. Make sure you also get your sure fluids helps. in you after that. Uh, I like there's a Provasic one in here. Yep, that's a. It's pretty always, good. Always, Provasic. Yeah, always like a Provasic drop. All right, GVP is that time of the show. Um, I, I've, I've, I've given you the great power comes great responsibility of picking our winner today. Which way are you leaning? I think we got two leaders in the clubhouse right now. That last descriptive text from Reed was quite well, uh, okay. quite well done. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, I and think then Grant, your uncle. Okay, no, no. Okay, we're not we're not going to go with Uncle Grant. But thank you for listening, Uncle Grant. Uh, yep. We're going to go with our man Ian on the phone lines. I think you think. Okay, let's put him on the line. Ian. Oh, no way, boys. Hey. Hey, well, I didn't give him to you yet. Like I, I am. I, I like how you're getting, well, you know, ahead of yourself. Don't put the bit. horse ahead of the car. Well, I need Jamie. I need Jamie's number so I can give him the ticket. <laughs> or no, you can maybe go together. Oh, oh, there you go. Would you go with Jamie for real? Um, that's a tough sell, man. <laughs> you think it'd be a little awkward? You're both yeah, at the Nickelback like, concert, just bobbing your heads like, "Hey, Jamie, this is awesome, eh?" Well, yeah, yeah. Don't say him and I hanging out bobbing heads. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, do you have plans on June 25th? Uh, uh no. You do now. No, You're going to Nickelback. Free. Hang on the line, pal. Uh, check it out. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank all right, Ian wins. Check it out. Do we have like a like a winning music thing we can play? Like, hey, congratulations, or we're just there you go. Uh, thanks to all the text messages, uh, a lot of about my ex-girlfriend and a lot about uh, me taking vacations. I do enjoy you listen to the show, you listen intently. That's why you guys are the best. Uh, yesterday, too, just sidebar, the amount of text messages you guys sent about Impossible Flames trivia was incredible yesterday. Hey, guys, Ian hung up. So if Ian's listening, please call us back so we can give you the tickets. Ian, like, come on, man. <laughs> Did I not say hang on the line? No, you did. And then I thought he hung up. I thought that was the sound of a hang up. Uh, okay. Can we put Jamie on the line real quick? Hey, Jamie. Hey, what's going on? This is what we're going to do. If Ian doesn't call back within the next five minutes, we're going to give you the tickets. All right. All right. Hang on the line. Actually do it. Yeah. Hang on the line. Don't Thank go you. anywhere. Okay. All right. Hang on the line. All right. Jamie's. Uh, I think Ian's already called back very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Is is he there? Can we put him on the line? Hey, Ian. Ian. Yes. Why'd you hang up? I said hang on the line. <laughs> I got a little confused, boys. Sorry. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> You're still going to Nickelback, because I was about to give your tickets to Jamie if he didn't call back in like five minutes. Oh, I, bet, I bet he's crushed. Yeah, he is crushed now, because you call back. All right, Ian, hang on the line. We're going to get your details. You're going to Nickelback, okay? 
Thanks, boys. Have a great one. All right. Talk to you later, pal. All right. Straight ahead. Anthony Stewart, NHL on Sportsnet. Big show. Uh, shout out to Uncle Grant, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Friday, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio at the top of the hour, the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, will join us. Talk about that ugly 5-1 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks last night by your Calgary Flames. And the voice of the Seattle Kraken, Everett Fitzhugh, will join us in a 30 tee-up tonight's game for the Flames shut it down for a nine-day Break, but straight ahead, right now, like on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, to talk about those Calgary Flames, look around the NHL from the NHL on Sportsnet. My man, Anthony Stewart. Stewie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing on the, was it the mid coast out there? There's no coast up there, but how are you doing in the Midwest? How about uh, that? I guess, uh, like, is he, is he, no, it's not really Midwest, it's more prairies, Stu. Prairies. Okay. How, how are the prairie dogs doing? Today? Yeah, they're great. Everything's great. Yeah. Um, can I say I got, I was proud of you a couple weeks ago. Like okay. You, why is that? Why is that? Let's well, hear it. you and I have done shows together. I, I consider you a friend. Like you and I yeah. have, have a relationship. And when I saw you and your brother's numbers get retired for the Kingston Frontenacs, I had a beaming smile on my face. Congratulations, pal. Thank you. It was uh, definitely great to, uh, you know, be recognized, you know, obviously for my individual accomplishments, but to be going in with my brother at the exact same time. And I always talk about his plight and how he made it to the NHL. He was an undrafted, you know, walk on to the Kingston Frontenacs. You know, they essentially had just asked for a favor. Hey, can you put my little brother on the team? And they said yes. And for him to carve out an opportunity for himself and go on to play over 600 games in the NHL, yeah. like I tell everybody, that's my number one accomplishment, giving him an opportunity. Yeah, that, that, that's very awesome, very special, very cool. Um, there's a lot of Flames fans uh, this morning, Stewie, really upset with that effort last night. But do we kind of forget, as fans, media who love hockey, that it's very hard to win games in the NHL. And even when you're playing a bottom feeder if you don't bring at least your B game, you're probably going to lose anyway. Yeah, that's sort of the common theme in the NHL where they say you can't always bring your A game, but you have to raise the level of your B game. You have to bring a B-plus game you know, consistently to have a chance. So I think why the fans are, are sort of maybe upset is because you know, this can go one or two ways. You know, they're not too far out of uh, you know, catching a, a, a Seattle or a Los Angeles or a Vegas, but uh, you know, when you're losing games to you know teams like the Blackhawks where I think they have two losses in their last five games against them you know those are crucial points so if you get those four points now just look where that puts you that puts you within striking distance but uh, I think the way that the team's playing with the structure or lack thereof I think it's just disappointing where again 5-1 against Chicago that's not that's not acceptable I think for the fans so are they going to bounce back yes I think they will I think they will be contending uh you know for the division but uh Again, there's highs and lows as the season goes along. They just have to, to weather the storm. They don't seem to be doing that right now. As far as uh, Chris Tanev goes, we know he's going to be out uh, one more game tonight at least, and the Flames have their break. But when you watch this guy play, what, what are some of the things that stand out that makes him such a great shutdown defenseman and key part of the Flames' blue line? 
Well, we just talked about, you know, it being an 82-game season and, you know, there's lulls and there's days that you just, it's tough to go to the rink. And that's why guys always say, what a league. You're always complaining about something because it just drags on. But when you see a guy like Tanev out there blocking shots, uh, competing, he's not the most skilled guy, but he gets the job done and he brings 100% effort uh, every single night. And, you know, we, we talk about NHLers not being healthy only the first day of the season. This guy is, you know, he's been unhealthy probably for the last, you know, three, four years. So for him now to come and show up every single night and bring that effort, it has to be infectious for his teammates. So I think that's why he's one of the leaders in this group. And I think why he's a Coach Sutter favorite, because he just brings that energy, brings that urgency and that compete every single night in, in a league, which it's tough to do. And we've heard teammates talk about him being the leader of that blue line, and we kind of know him to be uh, more of a, a soft-spoken, he's not necessarily the, the raw, raw type of guy. And there's two forms of leadership. There's the, the lead-by-example type, and then there's the raw, raw type, and, and there's always a, a little bit of a mix in both. But did you ever react differently to maybe a different type of leader, knowing just what Chris Tanev is when you were playing? Well, the one thing I could say, I hated it when we had guys that were talking about, we need to do this, we need to do that. And it's all the stuff that you're not doing. So you have to yeah. lead by example. And, uh, you know, I go back to my days in Florida where, you know, I had a, uh, a period where I only played one shift and my body language was bad in the dressing room. I just had my legs up and I was just, and Jay Bomeister, who doesn't say boo, it's my first time probably hearing his voice in my whole entire life. He laid into me. And when you got Jay Bomeister, who doesn't really speak, laying into you, you know, like I'm like, this is a serious offense. I got to get my act together. So let's just say I made sure that I had a good game. So, again, some guys like to be the quiet leaders, but some guys, when they speak, you listen because their words are few and far between. So, you know, for Tanaz, again, you, he leads by just doing every single thing the coach talks about. That's what makes him a leader for the blue line uh, and uh, for the Calgary Flames team as well. Well, Stewie, for, from a guy like Tanev, obviously puts his body on the line every single game, and that's what makes him so special and so valuable to the Flames. But he's not valuable if he's sitting in the press box banged up. Like, how, if you're Chris Tanev, how do you, how do you try to manage that? Like, you, obviously, you have to play a specific way to be super effective, but... You also need to be on the ice. Like, how difficult is that when you're a player and you're in that situation? Well, I think we're looking to, you know, deep into this too, right? And again, if, if he wasn't playing the way he was, well, if Chris Tanev soft would be the headline. Again, remember, we're in Canada, so the media will be, would be pointing that out. What is Chris Tanev doing? But again, that's what, how he's made his living. That's what is getting him paid very, very handsomely. So I think you take the good with the bad. There's going to be injuries. Uh, you know, to have success in the NHL, you have to have a reserve of defense, but you have to have an opportunity now. So for guys out right now, it's more of an opportunity for, you know, Zadorov or, you know, Uyghur getting more minutes as well, too. So uh, as a group, you have to weather the storm. But, you know, for Tana, there's no other way that he's going to he's gonna play. You know that. I got to ask about the, the, the emotion of frustration and managing that within a game. Because yesterday I saw the Flames extremely frustrated because they know where Chicago is in the standings. They know they're playing a goaltender who's making his second start in the NHL. But yet nothing's going their way. And sometimes that frustration, I think it does way, way more hurt than it helps. How can you kind of overcome that in the middle of a game when nothing is going your way? Well, I think it starts with the coaching staff, right? And I think Sutter probably after that game says, you know what, we're going to burn the tape and get ready for Seattle, right? Because that's going to be a big, big test. Seattle's been one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, one of the best skating teams, one of the best neutral zone teams. So I think it starts with the leadership and him coming, hey, guys, you know what? There was a stink of a game. There's 82. You're probably going to have about six or seven more throughout the season. 
let's move on because you don't have an opportunity to dwell on this, right? And uh, so, again, it's frustrating, uh, but it is the NHL that we talked about before. You have to show up every single night. So, again, when you're playing against the, the lower teams with nothing to play for, I think it's a, it's a very important to have a great start. you got to come out and put 10 shots on that in the first 10 minutes and really try to defeat the will of your opponent. So I don't think they did that. It was like, hey, you know what? Don't worry, the talent will take over. You know, maybe Mark Shaw will make some big saves at key times and we'll just sort of stumble into this win. But it doesn't work like that in the league. So I think it's a learning experience. But, you know, I don't think they are where they need to be. But this is a good team. This is a solid team. You know, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people in the playoffs. But half the battle, obviously, is, is making their, making it there as well. Anthony Stewart from the NHL on Sportsnet joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960. The fan. Stewie, last night I talked about this uh, before he jumped on. Um, Jackson Stauber making a second NHL start. A guy who had a goals against above three and a save percentage below 900 in the AHL gets the start. Are guys in the room aware that there's a rookie goaltender who's struggled in the minors starting against them? Are guys that cognizant of, yeah, let's get some pucks on the net on this guy because he could be struggling in there? Do guys know before the game? Absolutely, guys know, right? And that's probably one of the game plans. That's probably one of the keys to the game. Hey, it's a rookie goalie, young guy. He struggled, as you mentioned. We got to put shots on him, right? We got to put shots on him. So that was the thing. I mean, I think he put, uh, they put, but 35 or 36 on him. You know, you got to try to find a way to get 40, 40 plus, right? But again, it's not just the uh, quantity of the shots, it's the quality. I didn't see a lot of traffic. I didn't see a lot of second and third opportunities. Looked like he wasn't fighting the puck because he saw a lot of those pucks. So, as much as it is, hey, let's get some shots, you've you, you got to find a way to make it tough for him. So was it an easy night? I don't think so, but uh, they could have did a better job of just getting in front of him and making it harder for him, right? So that's, again, <laughs> uh, the one thing is we're spending more time on this, I'm sure, than the Flames are. I know it's our job to analyze that, but yeah. in 82 games, you got to you have a short memory, right? It goes with the wins. Same thing with the losses as well. Uh, crazy stat uh, from last night's game, and I know you mentioned Jacob Markstrom. Uh, the last three starts uh, that Markstrom has been in net, the Flames have scored a total of three goals. And the last three starts that Dan Vladar has been net, the Flames have scored a total of 16 goals. Can you even remotely try to explain to us how that's even possible? Well, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't, I'm not the analytics guy, but the one thing I could talk about, we've had goalies that struggled in the past. You try to go above and beyond and play beyond your means to try to insulate them and protect them, right? So there's a little bit more nervousness to your game. So you're like, okay, you know what? He's struggling. A lot of these pucks are going through him. So we got to find a way maybe to get in lanes or block shots or go above and beyond on the defensive end. But, you know, a lot of those goals yesterday, I think the first two, it was a lot of the defense, you know, pinching or just jumping in at the wrong time or, or covering the wrong guy. So it's, you know, you can blame Markstrom all you want, but I think the team has to find a way to, to go above and beyond for Markstrom. But the, the reality is with this group, of, you know, they, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. I also picked Jack Campbell to win the, uh, the Vezna, but what do I know? Um, Markstrom has to be the guy. I, I love Vladar's game, but if he's playing at the level that he did last year, I think that's the only opportunity that this Calgary Flames team has to take the next step and going on to the Stanley Cup. So they have to find a way. And again, they did it. They did it last start against Chicago. They ended up pulling him and pulling Vladar in. They gave him another opportunity. They understand that they have to get him going because he's paramount to their success. Stewie, we saw Jacob Pelletier play in his <clears throat> pardon me, third NHL game yesterday. Skated over 15 minutes of ice time, which was good to see his highest yet. 
What type of energy can just having a young guy, a former first-round pick, and, and he's got a ton of energy and exuberance about his person, what can just inserting that into the locker room do for a group? Uh, what number is he again? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that would be 49. Uh, that, that I know what you did there. Humor, that East Coast humor. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's it's it, it, it's good, right? Again, it's a long season. We talked about you know guys being in and out of the lineup. You have to inject youth, right? And and to be successful in the salary cap era, you have to have guys that are young and uh, on entry level uh, uh, deals, right? You have to have guys that can come in and do what they want. So again, for him, he's you know, he's going to be a solid player. You know, you, you can't wake up and score, you know, twenty seven in the minors or fifteen and thirty. You know, so he deserved an opportunity. So you know, he's got to be put in a position of success. It's going to be tough to step into this lineup in a top six and produce right away. So I think for him, he's just got to play a good two way game, bring that energy. You know, he's not the biggest guy at five nine, five ten, but just play that pest role. But again, you're looking at his numbers in, in junior and in, in the minors. He's going to be a player, and he's a player a part of the future. So. Um, I don't think for them, I know there's some forwards that are struggling. You can't rely on him to come in and save the day, but you need to know what you have in some of your prospects. And I think he's going to be a solid player uh, for years to come. Um, are you buying what the Seattle Kraken are selling? Or are you a guy that, you know, they'll keep this level up and potentially be a top three team in the Pacific Division, Stewie? Yeah, I've been waiting for the Boston Bruins to, to fall since the pandemic. So, like I said, I'm out of the prediction game, but it's, you know, they had a tough, uh, I think it was December or January on the road where a lot of those games were on the road and they that was when they were supposed to fall and they didn't. Second rate, sitting second right now in the Western Conference um, and I think their schedule actually gets a little bit easier. So I think they're already over the hump right now where they're probably going to be finishing in the top three. So it's good mm. to see because, you know, it's almost a group of misfits, as they say, for lack of better words. But this team is exciting to watch uh, fast, quick move the puck, second, third opportunities. You know, you see Matty Beniers and the, you know, the young guy rookie stepping up as well, too. So this is a really, really solid team, and, you know, they're getting some goaltending, too. So, again, uh, are they going to go and win the Stanley Cup? I don't think so, but they're, they're adding some of that parity that they had talked about uh, in that Western Conference. But, again, they're shocking the NHL right now, sitting in second. At the end of all this, is anybody going to be able to knock off the Boston Bruins the way they're playing this year? Uh, it's got to be the year that they fall off. Come on. I've been, like I said, pure pandemic. I'm like, these guys, like they're not making the playoffs, but again, it's, it's impressive. They're on pace for how many points? 140 points, only six regulation uh, losses all year. Um, it's tough. It's tough because swagger and confidence is a big part of the NHL daily life. And they have that every single night. So um, again, I, they're in a, a stratosphere of their own, but again, I put Carolina up there. Um, you know, probably the Leafs as well, too, but it's, they're going to be tough to beat, tough to beat. But, you know, I talked about it a couple of years ago. Tampa Bay, when they lost to Carolina, George, you remember, I predicted that. You called me uh, not uh, not so uh, sane in the mind there, too, because they went through that, zero. That sounds adversity. like me. Yeah, so zero adversity, I think, is a recipe for disaster. Everything's clicking right now for them. You know, I could see them being upset in the first round. But, again, I'm out Ooh. of the prediction game. I got fans. Yeah. That's a saucy take. Um, Stewie, guys in that room know like this potentially is the last ride for Bergeron and Krejci. Like, how much is that a motivating factor? Is that something maybe we're not, we're not talking enough about? Oh, so you're saying the last dance. So you, you got yeah, the rights well, to that? The last dance. A lot of last dance. Yeah, a lot of last the dance last vibes. Eight. 
the last skate around the rink of the Boston Garden. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that factors into it, right? Again, there this is a team that realizes their window, right, and they're taking advantage of that too. And you know, Pasternak sitting at seventy points right now. I'm wondering what his number is going to be. I wish I was his agent right now, I'd be getting all the commission. But again, it's a great, great team. And, and again, Bergeron's playing great. Krejci again is playing great, forty points as well. McAvoy, Nebraska. It's, it's a really, really solid team. And again, for them to be thriving this many years and and the salary cap area, that era, excuse me, they're really setting the bar right now on how a franchise needs to be run. Uh, I think that we're all getting excited for the trade deadline, but I, I think I'm kind of I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit because I feel like it's going to be kind of minor. Like we had that little trade between the Avalanche and the Sharks, Matt Nieto, Martin Kaut, the main parts of it. But um, are you intrigued to maybe keep an eye on any certain players over the next little bit as we prepare for some movement around the NHL? Well, I'm a company man, so there's going to be lots of movement. My sources yeah, are telling sure. me it's going to be a free-for-all. Everything must go. Great. Everybody's going. There's mm-hmm. going to be three-way trades, four-way trades, five-way trades. <laughs> uh, but, again, it, you know, when you have names like Horvat and Kane and Taze and potentially Carlson, like that's those are some big, big names that can be on the move. And, and those are solid players that can help a team put over the top. So I'm, I'm interested to see how – some of these teams manage the cap and how do they make these deals done? Like, you know, some team, what teams are going to be facilitating some of these trades as well. But those are some big, big names. And um, a lot of these players, you know, regardless of how their seasons are going, they're difference makers, right? Can you imagine Carlson right now going on a, on a, on a team that's going on a run right now or, or, or Kane stepping up or Horvat, who's going to probably have 40 plus goals. Like those are difference makers. So that's, I think the, uh, the difference in years past where these guys are going to come in, step in and have big, big, rules with this team and I think that's going to be it's going to be I think an arms race I think at the deadline. Uh, Stewie do you have a hidden talent that maybe you're going to bust out during the trade deadline coverage? Uh, yeah I'm going to do my impression of the Hulk and just bust out of my suit so I'm okay. going to run until then and just yeah you're going to see me with no shirt on I guess just my suits are getting too tight. That would be a great that would be a ratings uh, grab is yeah. it like the Kelly Rudy suit thing where his button just flew across the it happens. Trust it happens to the best of us. So yeah. Again, I, I know the feeling. It, it's happened to me, just not on air. So I, I split my. I was actually on air with split pants uh, a couple of weeks ago. So can <laughs> I, right. I understand? So yeah, yeah. Is, the, is is I know that the Sportsnet wardrobe thing. There's a vast. Uh, it you always you know it's a telltale sign when one of the talent they're doing up their tie and then they do the top button on their shirt. <laughs> Because it just doesn't fit that's, the same don't way anymore. Open up the secrets of the trade, eh? Don't, yeah. be, don't be doing that. <laughs> that's just that's just everyday life that you put on a little more beef and you can't do the top button of yeah, your shirt I just anymore. Have the clip on, I just bring the clip on and just clip yeah. it on. I don't have to worry about no, myself out. That's trendy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and th- what? You I I just had one thing that had just come to mind, and it's a big pet peeve of mine in the NHL, and it's if getting Kuznetsov shootout goals. I don't oh. know if you saw this yesterday, Anthony, but I just want to know your thoughts on guys who just basically walk in to their shootout attempt and, and typically score because the poor goalies don't have a chance. Well, I'm yelling at the goalies that whole entire time, poke check. He's going east, west, north, south, you know, first gear, second gear, minus one gear. I, I, I like it. I like it because, again, it, it makes the goalies look dumb. and It's, it's tough to score in the league. So any way you can do it, and, and it's entertaining to say the least, but – Goalies, come on here, poke check. Get your long stick for the shootout and just, you know, get one of those like 10 foot sticks and just poke check them and, you know, <laughs> stack the pads like Kelly Rudy make the save. Do something here. Don't just stand there looking at it. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, Anthony Stewart, again, um, congratulations on your number hanging forever at the arena in Kingston. Um, congrats, pal, and looking forward to watching your trade deadline. What are we calling it? 
Like, so we got to call extravaganza blowout. Everything must go now. Okay. Um, warehouse sale. Is it trade season? Is that what we call it or something? I don't know. I just work yeah. I don't know it. either. It's it's something that we just don't <laughs> want to sound like the other three letter network. Great job, yeah. pal. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Go Flames. Go. All right. Uh, there's Anthony Stewart for the uh, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Hey, Maddie, did you know that Atlas Pizza has been using the same secret recipe since 1975? That feels like a long time. Yeah. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Unlike Ian, who called Atlas Pizza instead of calling us. Yeah. Because he's heard that number so many times. Subliminally, he's like, I got to call Atlas Pizza because we've been talking about that number all the time. Great success. You can make yeah, um, I don't understand uh, why both of the networks get going at like 8 Eastern, 6 Calgary time. You just burn so much of all of your tap dance material yeah. for those first eight hours. Yeah. Or for those first like what? Because the deadline's usually 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, okay. So 1 o'clock yeah. here in Calgary. You could start the show at 11 Calgary time and I just have two hours of it. Yeah. And then an hour and a half, maybe two hours after. Yeah. That's it. Call her a day. Because a lot of it, like a lot of the GMs don't get up that early too. And a lot of the, and we see it more and more each year, more deals get made days before the deadline. Yeah. Because GMs don't like it. Bradtree Living compares it to trying to merge six vehicles into one lane on a highway in rush hour. Mm -hmm. It's chaos. And no one's having fun. Everyone's trying to not get hosed. And it's a nightmare. So try and get it done early. So I'm I'm totally there with you. Uh, outside of uh, Patrick Kane, how closely did you watch Max Domi last night as a potential target for the Flames? I was keeping an eye on him. He's impressed me in both the games the Blackhawks have played against the Flames. But like I said earlier prior to this game, earlier in the week, I haven't watched a lot of Blackhawks hockey this year. There hasn't necessarily been a reason to. Um, this Here's my thoughts on Max Domi because he's sure. the leading scorer of the Blackhawks right now. Yeah. Um, somebody always has to score on a bad team. Yep. He's been their first line center. Right. So if like here's the thing. I if you acquire Max Dome, you shouldn't expect the point production that he's got. But here's what I can say about watching Max Domi. He looks better than any other year that I've watched him. He looks I think that's fair. He, he looks, looks fast. As, he looks fast. He yeah. looks assertive. Yeah. I like the way that there was multiple times in that game where on the rush he kind of pulled the old Johnny Gaudreau where He's going straight beeline down the boards, button hooks at just past the blue line and waits for some help. And he ripped a couple of great passes across the blue line to teammates joining the rush with speed, and they were able to create chances off of it. So, like, he won a couple of key face off draws, even after a couple of icings that were really bad. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I've, I've been quite impressed with Max Domi. Now the question becomes, what is a Max Domi going to cost you, right? That's the that's always the thing for me. Like, and, and, he's a UFA at the end of the year, too. And you don't also, have to sign him. And he's also done the uh, disappearing act in the postseason. Yeah. He didn't produce. Yeah, he's been to the postseason twice. But I would argue that this is perhaps the most mature Max Domi that we've mm. seen. At least on the ice, it seems to be that way. Um, we'll get the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, his take on that. Sure. Um, does he think the Flames should really go after Max Domi here at the trade deadline, adding some skill and adding some speed to the lineup? We'll also ask him, uh, what's his plans here for the big nine days off of the Calgary Flames? And I'm going to say tequila. Okay, lots of it. And uh, the voice of the Kraken, Everett Fitzhugh, will join us. 
at 8.30, all straight ahead. It's a Friday edition of the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.